Hello, welcome to Derp's Talk About Games. I'm your co-host, Mango. And I am your co-host, Buddy. And today we're going to talk a little bit about Wonder Woman. But before we do that, Buddy, why don't you tell the folks at home what it is we do on this podcast? Well, it's pretty simple. We like to talk about well, games and movies and also tabletop games and TV shows that one time we watched Stranger Things. We like to talk about stuff, okay? Nerd stuff, Wonder Woman stuff today, I guess. Um, but I'm very excited that we get to do, uh, that we get to do an episode on this movie, which I saw last night in its opening, uh, actually tonight is opening night that when we're recording this, I, I caught a, I caught a Thursday showing. Yeah. As, as uh, did I. Um, but that's I kind of the very, norm now. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Uh, I remember when it used to be midnight, you know, like midnight releases and everything, but now studios just release it at a normal time on Thursday, like 8 a.m. or like 8 p.m. kind of thing. Yeah, uh, Wonder Woman made eleven million dollars, which is about one point eight million more than Doctor Strange, which was kind of the last uh, uh, high caliber. Not Guardians. Know. Oh shit! I forgot about Guardians. Well, whatever the case may be, I just saw the number compared to Doctor Strange, so it's making lots of money, uh, lots of making lots of headway, I guess. Um, yeah, and before which I'm we very glad, glad about uh, before we get too far into it. Um, this is your spoiler warning. Um, we do not hold back on these podcasts. We spoil everything all the time, always, as much as possible. Yep, So that's if, true. if you haven't seen the movie, there will be spoilers from this point on. I will say before spoilers, go see it. It's good. All right. Well, spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, I agree with that sentiment. Spoilers from now on. Spoilers. No spoilers all the time. Hey. Um, but yeah. Um, well, that like that I guess breaks the, the general first question is is um, what what did you, what did you think? Give me your overall opinion, buddy. Yeah, my overall opinion was that uh, it was pretty uh, it was pretty fucking good. It was pretty fucking real. I actually, you know, it's funny because I've been like doggedly keeping track of uh, a lot of this stuff, right? With Wonder Woman, you know what I mean. Like I'm very invested in these DC yeah, yeah. movies. I like them a lot. I like Gal Gadot. I like. You know, Patty Jenkins, who is the director, right? You know, Zack Snyder produced this movie. He wrote the story and everything like that, right? So it is it is right up my alley, and I was really waiting with bated breath to be like, oh, God, please be good kind of thing. Um, so it's very big relief that it was good. And it wasn't good in that way that, like, you know, it's, it's good. It's interesting. It, like, it's very interesting, and it does some, like, really kind of neat things, but also has, like, these huge flaws in it, like a lot of these other movies that I really, like, fight for a lot of the times. Just, like, no, like, Wonder Woman is legit, you know what I mean? There's plenty of nitpicky bullshit to go after, but, like, that 94% it has on Rotten Tomatoes is a pretty accurate sentiment for, uh... You know how strong a movie it is. You can say Batman versus Superman if you want. We all know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it's also with other movies because I'll just like pick weird. Like I, for instance, I think the Hobbit movies are all great. Uh, I love those movies, and people get so angry, and you know, uh, and it's like, and you know, yes, there are definitely flaws to a lot of these movies, but they are just so interesting that I can't help but love them. Uh, and Wonder Woman is simultaneously interesting. Uh, but actually solid, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I also thought it was great. Um, I had a couple problems with it, but, um, one, one, so, so, so the, the first thing I want to bring up is, is kind of like an exemplary point, which is like, I thought the CG in this movie was pretty terrible. Really? But, yeah, like the fight scene, like, looked fake as shit. Um, and I didn't think the action was particularly good either, 
But oh I, wow, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, but just as, as part of that, like, I that's all true, and I still thought the movie was excellent. And so, just kind of as like a demonstrable point, because this is a thing that that comes up sometimes. It's like your movie doesn't have to look perfect for the movie to be good. It's it's much better for the for the CG to be flawed and for the the writing to be to be good, um, than for the writing to be terrible and to have perfect CG. Which, which I think is a trap that people sometimes fall into. Um, although, I, though I guess there are points where that it, I could make the opposite point, but that's 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 neither here nor there. So um, when you say okay, so when you say the CG didn't look real, right? Isn't that kind of the point though? That's a little bit of my like perspective on this stuff. Like, yeah, of course it didn't look real. It's like a flying, you know. Yeah, Two flying people shooting big ass lightning bolts at one another. Like, well, so, so, you know, I, I, so, so, frankly, buddy, I, I hate this argument. This is the argument that nothing in Star Wars has to make sense because they're space wizards. Um, like, it, it could still, like, there are, like, hurt things can still look the way you would expect them to look based on a reasonable assumption, right? It's not like the lightning effects, right? Those, those don't really bother me. One, like, the shots of um, of 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 Ares in his helmet that are clearly CG look bad. He doesn't look like a, a person in a helmet. He looks he looks almost like like a like a, a, a Star Wars CG creature. Like oh, like Uncanny Valley stuff. Not, not even like not even Uncanny Valley, right? Like we're pretty good at doing people. He 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 is so so you know the, the Uncanny Valley goes you know from unrealistic. Um, all the way, like, you know, from, 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 you know, zero on your, on your graph, you go zero, uh, zero, like the person, um, versus kind of like, uh, relatability and the, the graph grows as you get more and more realistic looking and then it takes a sharp dip right before it hits like very realistic looking. I think in a lot of those scenes, Ares is to the left of the uncanny Valley, meaning oh, he looks too cartoony. Yeah. Well, uh, Interesting. Not, yeah. Like, and not, not like too cartoony meaning like he's just not well anim he's not super well animated so he 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 very clearly doesn't look like a person um the other the other thing where, where that came into play for me was um uh, some of the fights the specific moment that that really got me and, and 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 hit me hard was um in the fight scene in the french town um or the belgian town wherever it was um like wonder woman does this like spin kick where she kicks like three soldiers or something and that looked super fake and and like that was kind of like the the trigger for me to see that like nothing was like particularly smoothly animated mm, okay uh and it, it just it just looked and like i said you know i noticed that um it like you know i'm not bothered when like you know like like just to your point there's a difference between somebody jumping and like it looking and, and, like, it being a jump that no one could do, and someone jumping, and the motion's not looking right for a jump that would have accomplished that if that were possible, if that makes sense. And I felt this movie had a lot of those moments where, even if those things were possible, it she it, it looked wrong the way that, that, that it was animated. Hmm, um, again, okay. not the end of the world. Not, you know, didn't, didn't make me think this movie was bad or anything, 
but it did it did kind of hit me as like not being a particularly well well animated movie. Well, you know, so I will say that uh, uh, I will say that I actually really do think aesthetics like this kind of matter, right? Like a movie can be made or broken for me based on good or bad action filmmaking. Um, and I'm but I'm sensitive to it. I think in a different way. This kind of like crazy CG over the top stuff. You know, like, I don't really give a shit about, uh, about any of that, though I, you know, I understand it's not really what you're addressing sort of thing, right? Um, in fact, I really like it when that stuff kind of goes ball, like, kind of goes ball, balls to the wall a little bit. Um, like, I feel like, um, in Wonder Woman specifically, I was actually really afraid at first because they did these first couple of kind of, like, hand-to-hand sword fight scenes with, like, Robin Wright, and you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, on, on Themyscira. And a lot of those were really poorly... Uh, a lot of those were really poorly shot and really poorly edited, right? Very typical things where you're just cutting at inappropriate times. I mean, it was, like, it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't amazing. You got, like, camera movement matches, which is, you know, like... The camera is is swinging to the right, and then it cuts, and it is still swinging to the right. So that motion is consistent, even though the even though like the framing is now completely different. And that kind of thing is actually like very useful when it comes to action filmmaking. So it has it has some of the pieces in there, but it was just like a lot of you know like it was just a lot of cutting in the wrong places and not trusting the master to to, to kind of like carry that fight scene from like beginning to end. Um, but once they got onto the Belgian stuff. I loved the trench stuff, uh, like the stuff in the Belgian town. I thought when they kind of like put t- took 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 the training weights off and were just like, all right, we're gonna go fucking like berserk here. Uh, I thought it really picked up and was and was fairly solid, um, just from like an action filmmaking perspective. Okay, like, I, I I I can believe you there. Like I said, my my, my complaints were more with with the animation in particular. The the other. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. I thought you meant some of like the big stuff because I do know people who get kind of like a little like I don't know eye rolly i guess at it it's like oh you know like <laughs> oh did the did the whole thing really have to explode i'm just kind of like dude come on what the oh fuck? yeah, yeah. You know, like what the fuck are you here for <laughs> right yeah um, yeah the, the other big moment like that for me just because i was remembering now is when um she goes she kind of goes nuts and kills a bunch of german soldiers like that scene like look it looked like she was like sliding around like in front of like a, a green screen it, it, it was not not make me i was just kind of like uh but you know like i said the, the, yeah, I also think I have a low sensitivity to that kind of unreality. Like, I mean, I can tell when stuff is green screened and when it's not, but I just don't really care in most senses because uh, that, that's that's I fair. Yeah. Um, and when, when I say sliding around, I mean it, it felt like 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 when I say sliding around, it felt like she was moving unnaturally, which was the thing that really bothered me. Um, oh, yeah. see, I really, you know, I do have to say that I really love the movement of this movie. Right. Um, I like that they gave her kind of her own style. Uh, when it came to these, you know, to these fights and the kind of, like, it's these diagonal spin flip things that is really, like, the defining kind of aesthetic for it. But that kind of, like, you know, jumping and spinning to the fighting I thought was very unique and very cool. I don't think I would have been very happy if, like, this movie was just kind of aping, like, the Man of Steel kind of flying around and pummeling one another sure. stuff. You know what I mean? Because we already had, like, that's kind of, like, I like that that's Superman's kind of shtick almost, and now we have Wonder Woman to kind of, like, put side by side, and even though they have a similar set of powers, right, even though it's kind of ambiguous whether or not she can actually fly, 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She flies in the TV show. She sometimes flies, sometimes doesn't in the comics or whatever. I kind of hope that she does because I like her when she flies better. Um, and I thought that's what they were kind of implying when she like unlocked all of her god powers. But uh, and anyway, she, she jumped real good at the end, but it wasn't. Yeah, she jumped real good at the end, and she had her own kind of pose, and I was also really glad, right? Like, she didn't do the kind of double fist forward Superman pose, right? She kind of has this, like, wrist, like, cocked wrist thing that I think looks great, and I'm like, yes, great, wonderful, have to, like, have that be your, you know, your kind of, uh, uh, your default when it comes to this sort of thing, but then I was like, well, wait, was that a, was that a jump, or was that flying yeah yeah no, and, and, um, and in general I, I agree with you i do i do i did like the style of the fights i just thought that this the, the specific motions that they went through were, were a little bit off um i uh, do have to say about the aries thing that i kind of almost didn't notice because of how fucking cool it was when he did that thing where like all of the metal like oh and he and he, body, and, and he and pulls he, like, Pulls, yeah, the, pulls like, the face pulls, in his helmet. Yeah, that yeah, was great. I was like, that was so cool. Like, you know, you know that that made up for like weird teenage Aries with a weird British mustache in that one shot. I don't know, like that. That was another. Oh, shot. that was the weirdest <laughs> thing. Built ass fucking David Thewlis, right? Who's the name of that actor, right? With his like big bushy British mustache or whatever, like in like a half toga or something. Yeah, I was like what? Yeah, like, I was fully, I was fully expecting that shot to be him without a mustache, and me to just be like, okay, but then it's like the mustache, and I'm like, what? what? I thought, yeah, I, I thought that they were just gonna give him the helmet. Ares is not typically seen in uh, in without without his kind of like helmet sure. and armor. You know, he kind of has that like like big shadowy, you know, armor thing going on. And I was very glad that they like they went full full bore kind of like for that version of Ares. Um, but, uh, yeah, that moment was a little bit weird. Also, can I just ruin Ares real quick for you? I did this, I did this to Rachel last night. She got so mad at me when I said this. They really fucked up that fight scene at the end by just kind of giving him, like, general purpose telekinesis. And I thought that, I thought that that was fine. What they should have given him was the ability to control all of the weapons at the air for at that base. You know what I mean? Right. Where, like, he's... You know, he's not, like, ripping up the ground or these trees, right? But he's repurposing, like, a tank. Or, you know, making all of these guns float and, like, shoot at Diana or whatever. Right, right, right. Because that would have really... I mean, man, it kills me that they didn't do this. Because it would have so underscored his point. Which was that, like, no, I am not the source of, you know, conflict and hatred in, in mankind. I just give them the tools with which they can slaughter one another, right? right? And I am the master of those tools kind of thing. I thought that would have been so perfect and so good. And I explained that and Rachel got so mad because she was like, oh, I know, that would have been great. Yeah, no, no, that, that, sound, that sounds like it would have been perfect. But I do want to say, and to the movie's credit, I did not see that character being Ares, right? Like, I... I, I I think I I felt that like like the uh, you know the German guy probably wasn't him, but like the uh, I did not see the British guy being Aries. So so good on you, movie, for not being super predictable. Did I you? was very I was also very uh, I was also very pleased uh, by that. I actually really liked the movie. Um, like I didn't give the movie enough credit in a couple of places where I was just like, oh no. They're gonna, they're gonna fuck like this. something happened there. I was like, they're gonna fuck this up, sort of thing. And I thought that, that that's what they were doing with the German guy, with his like 
kind of super strength drug or whatever. I was like, oh, this is the drug that he takes. And then he can, like, fight her 1v1. There is no Ares. Ares is the red herring, right? It's just it's just him kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but to the movie's credit... Ares wasn't a red herring. All of that, all of that God stuff did get kind of tied off. I thought that that was great. I was very happy with. Uh, I was very happy with how that all went down. Yeah, I, I think kind of speaking of of waiting for the movie to fuck it up, um, I think it kind of speaks to my lack of faith in these DC movies because like <laughs> like the, the whole build up to the like, uh, like there there's a point around the trench where I'm like, oh, they're gonna be stupid about this and like. She's going to kill Ares. It's actually going to stop the war. And I'm going to be mad. And then, like around the time they get to like the castle, I'm like, they, they got to be playing. They got to be playing it like soft, like has like a, a moral lesson around. And and they did to the and they did. But like the fact that like most of the movie or for a large part of the movie, I was like, they're going to fuck this up, aren't they? This kind of like speaks to speaks to the expectations that have been set for this. Uh, you know, and it's movie. funny because I really like these DC movies. Well, I really like these Zack Snyder movies. The Suicide Squad just keeps getting lower and lower in my brain. I've only seen it that one time, but it has just been like a cliff for my <laughs> opinion of that movie. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was even in that same vein. You know what I mean? Because, you know, like, you know, it, like... Even though I love Batman vs Superman uh, and I love Man of Steel, though Man of Steel is better, um, I do think that these movies are like fairly flawed, and like it's one of those things where I'm constantly kind of waiting for that like other shoe to drop almost. Right. Um, but uh, but Wonder Woman basically always did good by me, you know what I mean? Like there was really no place. Like I was afraid that Steve Trevor was gonna live. I was oh, really yeah, yeah, afraid yeah. of that. I was like, if he lives, this all sucks, and I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> um, and I was afraid a little bit that it was not going. And and like the other big thing was kind of Ares, right? Like I was afraid that they were just going to use this kind of super soldier gas thing to kind of like power up soldiers to actually be a threat for Diana or whatever, which I just thought was cheap. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Ugh. and I thought the whole thing with Ares was just gonna not get resolved. And I was like, well, you know, like, why did you build this whole thing up if the whole point, right? And you know, it would have made sense for the point of the movie, right? Diana's naivete is that humankind is fundamentally good when you know, like, he, she just needs to kill Ares to get rid of it. Well, there is no Ares. Ares doesn't exist. That was all a fucking fairy tale, and people are really monsters. Like, that would have been a really ballsy place for the movie to go, but they kind of would have gotten there with uh with some shitty points and i'm really glad that you know they, they still ended up in the strong spot even with that like aries reveal that he's here because they actually gave him the kind of time to like explain his like ethos and why he's doing what he's doing and prove and essentially demonstrate to diana that like hey listen you know even though i am real right you're still stupid and naive sort of thing i thought it was very good that they capped that off because like so much of this movie is about her insane naivete. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but uh, but yeah. Um, I, I had one other kind of big issue with the movie, and this is this is less an issue with kind of the story and more kind of with 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 the context. Um, and, and that's kind of like the the characterization of the Germans as as essentially this happens a lot it's char it's it's making world war 1 like it's world war 2 with the same type of like villainous aspects applied to the to to the Germans when world war 1's a little bit it is much different than that um and and that th th that just kind of like 
bothered me on like an instinctual level. Oh, right? really? Interesting. I actually liked that they were setting it around the armistice specifically, and everyone was kind of looking for peace. Sure. So you know, I was like, and it was you know, I don't know. So on one hand, on one hand, I, I agree with you, and I on one hand, I don't. I think. Yeah. No, I I see what you're saying, but that that felt like, to me at least, weak attempts to kind of dial it back, um. Because, you know, like, like it, I don't know, it, it really, it really felt to me that, like, the Ger- the Germans, especially in their entrance on, 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 uh, the, the, the beach of, I can't remember the name of the island, um, but, like, it, it, it felt like Themyscira. the- Yeah, Themyscira. It, it felt like the Germans were being portrayed, especially with, like, the huge Iron Cross iconography and, and everything, just, like, it, it felt like they were being, like, portrayed as nazis when 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 you know the germans at that time aren't that yet um again that's not really a problem with the story that's kind of a problem with the context in fact i think you could have made this uh movie in set in world war ii um and it would have been okay um hmm. i actually well so i don't think that that's true because i think world war ii is a little too good and bad Almost. Yeah, that's fair. They didn't use this as much as I thought they would. Because, like, World War One is typically kind of like a cultural, like, touchstone for, like, you know, the whole, like, war is hell kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. you know, thing. And World War Two is kind of the touchstone for, like, there's just some things you've got to fight for, you know, like, kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. right? Um, I don't know. See, you know, it's actually kind of funny because the same thing that bothers me in of Captain America: The First Avenger, which I think is the worst Marvel movie, um, is this is is this what I what I like about how they did it in Wonder Woman? Because in Captain America: The First Avenger, they don't make it about Nazis and Hitler; they make it about Hydra or whatever. Right. And I'm just like, come on, just come on, right? Fucking just use Nazis. You know what I mean? Have him be a big, big old Nazi. Don't make it, you know. Don't st- stop being like cute about it or whatever. Um, but in this one, I liked that you know Luda whatever was uh, you know like a rogue element, and that they they spent some time on him and kind of like his his like simultaneous drive and desperation because he you know it was basically him and Doctor Poison and a whole bunch of random mooks sort of thing. But like everyone else was looking to you know sign the armistice and end the war kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, you know, it's something where, uh, like, for instance, I didn't expect that trench scene to go that well. I actually thought the trench scene was going to be the kind of what ended up being the gas attack. And I thought, you know, the guy thought the yeah, gas attack was that- strong. What I expected to happen in the trench scene was basically, like, all of, like, a just everybody get fucking killed because they're not Diana. You know what I mean? Like she goes out there and she's like deflecting bullets and everything like that. Um, and being a huge badass, but like everybody else is getting like mowed down around her because they're not gods essentially. Um, and I like the way that they structured it better than, than that, you know, cause I think you kind of need to, you really need to juxtapose and contrast the high moment of kind of inspirational hopefulness and like that rock bottom that comes with, uh, yeah, gas attack going off. Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I agree with that. I, I I kind of I too too I kind of wanted that to fail because because I think that Steve like in in that moment I I think Steve was right right like mm-hmm. you know the this this is a trench trenches suck trenches will continue to suck unless we end this war and we can't stop here to help as as terrible as this is the greater good means we 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 press on and we leave these people to their fate. Um, 
And that, that, that's that, that, that's kind of one of those things in the moment. This is part of why I thought they were going to drop the ball with the Aries thing, um, uh, because because they 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 made this such a successful uh, attack. Um, I don't know. I I. Uh, it, it, it that was another scene that that wasn't my 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 favorite. I thought I, I thought the action was good. I thought like the 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 kind of like way it played out in itself was fine. I just, I just didn't wasn't fond of the motivations behind it. Um, oh, I'm sorry. What do you mean the motivations behind? Le, it? Le, le, like I said, like that. You know, turns out Diana was right. They they could stop and and, and save the town, right? Like. I, I oh oh yeah yeah but setting that up for pathos for later yeah to yeah just be, to just be like fucking like super murked or whatever and you know part of me I'm a little torn on that I actually kind of like how subtle it was to a certain extent like you're not seeing like all of these corpses or whatever like it's a PG thirteen movie but I also kind of think I would have liked it to be bolder than that. You know what I mean? And I think the way that I would want this to work is that the gas really fucks up one of the you know what i mean like oh they leave uh, you know like i don't know like like screams just, or something well no uh, so i'm actually what i'm actually thinking of is there's um so in the comics wonder woman is legit you know like sculpted out of clay and then given life by like hippolyta and the amazons and shit like that and there's a comic book called justice which is like a justice league um and it's uh it is written by a guy named oh god i can't remember i have it on my bookshelf over there but the art is done by alex ross and there's this whole plot about how wonder woman gets poisoned and she is slowly reverting back to her clay form you know what i mean and so like and that's what one and then you know and this happened and this pops up every once in a while you know what i mean where like um like there's one comic where wonder woman dies and gets resurrected as as a zombie but because she's made of clay She's not a skeleton like everyone else. She's just like a really like fucked up kind of clay golem sort of thing. And I and I would have liked something along those lines, you know what I mean? Like you see the effect of the gas on her as a metaphor for the effect of, ga- of the gas on the oh, whole I village. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. And, yeah. That, and also as like a big moment of weakness for her, um, you know, because... Uh, uh, yeah, she doesn't... She's, she's, pretty, she's pretty indestructible for yeah. most of that movie. Yeah. Um, she doesn't really have like her moments of weakness are all are all like emotional. Not, none of them are really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I and you know and I think that's fine, right? I'm glad that yeah. that's there, sort of thing. Um, you don't ha- always have to kind of do the like, I don't know, like the Iron Man, Doctor Strange kind of arc of like, oh well, let me figure out, you know, Spider Man, like let me figure out how my powers work. It's like no, she walks out of Themyscira a badass. You know right, I mean? right, right. It's 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 about her overcoming that, you know. Uh, Naivete. Naivete that that works. Yeah, um so so question for you as as someone who doesn't read many comics, um, is are are, are like is like her squad established characters or, or are they new to the Steve movie? Steve Trevor is real. Steve Trevor is a World War Two pilot though. Okay. In this version. Or in the other version. Um and, di- and uh and he eventually gets repurposed in, uh, like because also like continuity gets like blown up a couple of times and right. so i think now steve trevor is like a special agent with the united nations that's like the personal liaison between the un and the justice league um something like that uh he you know he kind of like dies and comes and sometimes it's you know it's a whole big thing but the rest of her team as far as i know are not Okay. Um, it, it just seemed so. The reason I ask is it seemed weird that there was like this random Native American out in the middle of the war, 
and I figured that that was supposed to be a reference to someone, but you know, not you know, if it is, I didn't catch it. There's a couple of famous, you know, Native American characters. Um, one of them is called um, Super Chief, who (laughs) he puts on he puts on a big mask. He's like he's like wearing a loincloth, and he puts on a big mask with like a buffalo face. Is he the one that gets, like, like, real tall? Is is No, that's... Okay, that is... Oh, fuck. What is that guy's name? Enoch Chuck. He's the Enoch Chuck guy. That's Manitou Raven is that guy's name. He was actually uh, only in the Super Friends. He was in, like, the super politically correct version of the Super Friends. Um, and then they brought him into the comics, like, 25 years later. And actually, one of my favorite... In one of my favorite arcs of all time called The Obsidian Age, which is a whole thing all about going back in time and getting right, right. Uh, and getting Aquaman from, like, because everyone thinks Aquaman is dead, but he's just, like, back in time sort of thing. This, by the way, is actually the comic I'm referencing when I'm talking about zombie Diana being just, like, clay or whatever. Because a whole plot point to that, to that arc is that the Justice League go back in time and fight, like, an ancient like an ancient Justice League, and they get killed. They get their asses handed to them, and they all die. And in order to trick them into getting resurrected, um, the super powerful, uh, the super powerful like sorceress or whatever. Or I'm sorry, God, comics are so weird. There's a character named you know like Etrigan the Demon, uh, like the the sorcerer guy, and he says you know yeah, and he talks in rhymes. Oh, he's a Jack Kirby character. He's actually sort of he's like he's like a very C lister, but he's like a famous C lister. He casts a, like a necromancy spell on the Justice League to buy some time, and he tricks the super powerful sorceress into bringing the Justice League back to life because she wants she's like going around absorbing everybody's like power or whatever and she can't absorb them when they're dead it was actually very cool it's very cool moment it's very clever super like skeletal superman beating the shit out of people is like just awesome but anyway the my this whole tangent (laughs) the point is manitou raven uh is a character that got brought into the justice league comic books later that's this guy that's the guy that you're referencing the enoch chuck guy uh well, anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm passionate. Um, yeah, no, no, no problem. Uh, yeah, uh, that doesn't seem to be this guy. Yeah, but, and then and the, like this, you know, I think those guys are just texture. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. More than anything else, they have like they kind of have a little bit of a moment where they're all like, you know, uh, they're all like out of bullets and shit, and they just like kind of hug each other because they think they're gonna die and diana sees that right like at first i was a little like well if you're not gonna kill these guys what are you gonna do with them you know like what's their point in the story but then i saw that and i was like oh well good job story yeah i was i I was actually expecting the i don't know i i was i was surprised it didn't happen the moment where the scottish guy goes to take a shot and is able to to actually take the shot because that's like the classic thing like you know sniper can't take the shot anymore because he's too sad and then he overcomes it and takes the shot, but he never actually gets that moment. Um, yep. But you know that's that's fine. Um, uh, is Doctor Poison a, a a real villain? Yep. Doctor Poison is legit. Uh, that mask, which I love, is not a. Uh, uh, that mask is not something that's like part of her character. She kind of has like a BDSM 
like gimp suit kind of um uh, you should look up a picture of her she looks it's like really it's like it's like half a surgeon's thing but it's all in black and it is always colored like it's like it's leather um anyway so yeah doctors but dr poison is legit Ah, uh, so it's like uh wow that that's uh oh yeah did you look her up yeah yep. right isn't that legit though <laughs> that's the thing is she, like, related to Poison Ivy at all? No, no. Uh, I actually don't know that she's a big Wonder Woman villain. See, like, the big headlining kind of Wonder Woman villains are... Um, is there a reason uh, her smile is so fucking big? Like, that's, like, the, the, the biggest thing. Is her, like, face frozen like that? No, I well, maybe. I don't know. Um, the... God, what was I going to say? Um... Fuck, what was I just about to say? Oh, yeah, like, the big headlining Wonder Woman villains are, like, the Cheetah and Cersei is a big one. Ares, obviously, is pretty huge. Um, Hercules is another one. Hercules is actually, like, a, like an affable, fun guy, good guy in uh, in the Marvel comics. But in the, um, in the DC comics, he's actually very typically a, like, super macho kind of, like, toxic masculinity pastiche uh of uh like enemy of uh enemy of diana uh giganta is another one who is fun fact a female gorilla that is like that like took a serum or something and got turned into a human and then she can get really big that's her superpower yeah anyway well i'm gonna say i definitely (laughs) like the movie version of dr poison better than this thing whatever the fuck this is good um, I'm, I'm i'm glad i'm glad to hear that um yeah um how did you like uh how did you like uh gal gadot did you think she was she was solid yeah i thought she was uh, fine i don't tend to notice like acting performances unless they're bad so it was it was it was good 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 job gal gadot fair enough what what, what a gal gadot yeah. I actually liked her. I actually liked her a lot, and she was much better than I thought she was. And I also like. I think she gets helped a lot because I think her the arc in this movie was so strong and good. I guess um, because, like you know, like I like for instance, like I like that she kind of walks out of uh, Paradise Island a super badass, and we didn't have to like get down. You know, like we didn't have to like get with any of that kind of shit um and i also liked how um uh i liked how she was eager one of the like i really kind of hate the you know like there's this there's the you know like the hero's journey sort of thing there's like the refusal of the call where the hero says no but then they go back and you know this is like this is like luke saying no i'm gonna go home and he goes back and then he finds out that his aunt and uncle are dead sort of thing yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? yeah 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 i am much more it's the same thing that this is the same thing that draws me to man of steel uh and to like batman you know what i mean like batman begins is very much like this um where um i i like it when they i like it when they start out driven and they're not reluctant i just reluctant is reluctant is stupid i hate that shit i think it works for some characters but i see your point that like it gets old on on every character. Um, yeah, I think this is a bit of, um, I think this is a bit of uh, the the kind of thing that people 
when people complain about the Marvel movies all feeling the same. Yeah, This yeah. is a bit of what they're complaining about, you know what I mean? And, I mean, at this point, the DC movies are clearly setting up the opposite pattern, right? Where everyone, uh, you know, like, everyone is kind of, like, eager and ready to go, but they have to, like, face, you know, kind of, like, world-wearying trials in order yeah. to kind of, like, get there sort of thing. And, you know, that's fine. Though I guess Aquaman says no to joining the Justice League, so... Oof. I got that to look forward to. Uh, yeah. Um, what did uh, what do you think of um? Uh, sorry, what's what's the uh, what what did you think of like the um, the it, it has not up to this is not something I can answer because I don't read anyone in Roman, but like uh, I was mm. I was talking to a couple other friends, and um, like one of them brought up the fact that like her she doesn't like. Her braces don't seem to be special or anything, um, and that like there, there was some differences in adaptation. Um, what what did you think of all that? Uh, <clears throat> what do I think of all that? Um, I like, huh? So I like that they that they used the golden lasso. I like that they used the bracers a lot. Uh, the kind sword and shield stuff is actually a very recent wonder woman edition um it makes sense because jeff johns who's kind of like the big the big head honcho of these dc movies now is uh you know like he was a comic book writer for a really long time and uh, and his version of wonder woman is very attached to kind of like the warrior you know like the warrior princess sword and shield sort of thing um <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I like that. I like that they, the lasso of truth was the lasso of truth. Um, I thought that the, uh, uh, the kind of sneaking in and taking, you know, like her mother's old armor, uh, was great. And I love the way that that, like, I love the way that her costume looks. I don't know. You know, it's tough with Wonder Woman because she's had a million different origin stories, right? Uh, the kind of, she is, uh, you know, she's the daughter of Zeus and Hippolyta. Um, you know, like Zeus had a tryst with Hippolyta and that's how Wonder Woman came to be. Um, is like her current origin, but it actually received a whole lot of kind of flack because it gave her all of these weird Zeus daddy issues uh, that people didn't like. But I actually thought that were pretty strong. Um, so I don't know. She's a very tough character to adapt, I think. Uh, especially for a movie like this one, because I think Diana is at her best when she is kind of more in Batman vs. Superman Justice League mode of kind of like the confident kick-ass, you know, like like sh very sure of herself version of herself. The like the 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 young naive version of Diana makes a lot of sense and i think that they did the be they like they really knocked the hell out of the park with this this story of hers but this is very atypical to the kind of stuff that you see for her in the comics uh that at least i have known you know what i mean because like she is a leader and she's you know a, a, she's and i'm doing saying this as like a joke but she's legitimately she's a, a strong independent woman right who doesn't you know take any shit from anybody and uh i don't know so yeah i don't know how i feel about it necessarily um yeah uh, but my one friend had mentioned that um uh that her in the comics her aunt who dies um in this movie leads like a rival faction of amazons and that she was a little sad that that storyline could never come through. 
Um, but is, is, is there anything else kind of along those adaption lines that, that you wished either was there or, 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 uh, or happy that wasn't included? Um, the, yeah, so what she's referring to, uh, with, an, with an Antiope is, there's a whole part of Wonder Woman lore okay. about, real, uh, real, real quick question. What sure. is, what is that character's name? Ant, Antiope, I don't know. Antiope, I have no idea. Oh, okay. Okay, because every time they said it in the movie, I thought she was calling her, like, Antiope, because she's her oh, aunt. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I, my I could... God. Yeah, no, his name, her name is, like, Antiope, like, A-N-T-I-O-P-E. Okay. I just have no idea how to pronounce it. And she is legit, the, like, the sister of, like, Hippolyta and the Ant Wonder Woman and everything. Uh, but she founds, a, like, a rival faction of Amazons that are, like, in North Africa somewhere. Uh, They're called the Amazons of Bana Migdal, and they're all black, except for her, for some reason. Um, <clears throat> they seem to have done away with any of that kind of stuff because the Amazons were very multicultural, which I actually kind of liked, to be honest. I thought sure. I was very cool with the, with the Amazons, and I really liked the, who they picked to be Amazons. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't a... It wasn't a um, you know, it wasn't an island of supermodels. Right, right. It was an they, island they were of like warriors. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was great, and it, and it's because that's what they did. You know what I mean? Like they went and they found, uh, just like super athletes, right? Like Olympic volleyball players, and uh, oh, oh. So, so they're like people that they recruit. They're not. They're not. I was under the impression, at least from the movie, that these that these this was the set of Amazons. This was always like, like. Oh no! It is. I'm saying. I'm saying. Like in in real life, these are the, the oh ex, okay. the extras that they got weren't just you know. Oh, are you an attractive young woman who's like a waitress in L.A.? You know what I mean? Like okay, yeah. they went out and they recruited people who are just like built. You know what I mean? Uh, there's right. the one like there was that one uh, big black Amazon. And she is a she's like a famous female boxer. Oh, really? You know what I mean? And she's like <laughs> she's like built, uh, and I loved that. I thought that that stuff. I thought that that was great. Yeah, no. Especially I, because it really puts into stark relief how like fantastically beautiful Calcutta is. Yeah, uh, I I I thought I, I appreciated that too. I I thought it was. Uh, uh, I don't know. I I really liked. I think I really liked a lot of like the the, the set piece stuff of this movie. I, I heard somebody describe this movie as essentially um, uh, Captain America female version, and, mm. and and you know I, I I see that, but I also think this movie was much better than that movie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, me too. Um, but that the, hearing that also kind of put money. You were like, ah, oh, and Steve Trevor died. I was like, well, maybe maybe we'll get like the. Uh, the 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 autumn spy or something to... <laughs> that would be funny yeah i mean there have been a couple of like steve trevor's kids or something that i think ran around for a while but nothing really you know i don't think they're gonna revisit any yeah. uh any steve trevor stuff to be honest i think that they're setting up uh wonder woman and batman to be a thing uh, wonder woman and superman is also an extremely common thing they actually make a fantastic pair, uh, and uh, in one of the most recent kind of continuity redos that they did, um, where they got rid of Lois Lane and Superman's marriage, it was for the purpose of setting the two of them up like in the main continuity. In fact, there was a, for a long time in the comics, it was like a huge meme almost that anytime there was an Elseworlds comic with Superman and with Wonder Woman, they always got they always got together. Uh, 
neat. Well, yeah, it's, it does really seems like they're setting up, setting up Batman and Wonder Woman because, because uh, you know Batman doesn't have an interest in, and Superman does have Lois Lane in 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 the uh, the DC cinematic universe. What, mm. what is it? The, the DCCU. Everybody says the DCEU, like the DC expanded universe. universe I suppose. But I don't know. Whatever. I like I like the DCEU. It, I like it that it's better that it's different, not better. The Detective uh, Comics European Union. That it's different than uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, like the MCU. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. Um, do you know if they're ever going to incorporate those television shows in, or, or is that that confirmed to be like a different? Yeah, that so is it is technically speaking a different continuity, um, such that there could be fucking like continuity craziness, but I really don't think that they are going to um, incorporate uh, incorporate like television shows. The one thing that they will do um, is sci-fi has picked up a series based on. Ooh, excuse me. Uh, has paced, picked up a series from the writer of Man of Steel and Batman for Superman, a guy named David Goyer, uh, who was also a writer on the first couple of uh, like uh, he he like he was the writer for like Blade, Blade One, Blade Two, Blade Three, um, and then later for uh, Batman Begins, uh, The Dark Knight. You know, The Dark Knight Rises. Um, he has picked up a series by the Sci-Fi Channel for Krypton. That's going to be like. Krypton before it gets destroyed on uh, in the Man of Steel universe. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I'm super into it. I really want it to be to be awesome and to be good. Mm. Oof! I've I've got a nitpick for you. Okay, uh, hit me. So, uh, Steve Trevor steals the notebook from Doctor Poison, right? Mm-hmm. Before she figures out how to make the super bad poison and what to do with it. But that notebook, for whatever reason, still has the details of that poison and how to, and, and what they're going to do with it in it for some reason. Um, that 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 bothered me mostly because it, I I don't know it, it just jumped out at me as being like very chronologically incorrect. Um, uh, yeah, I think that whole plot point. I agree. This is nitpicky. I I think that whole plot point was mishandled. So this kind of plays into a larger thing on MacGuffins. Um, so, you, so, just for definition purposes, right, MacGuffins are typically objects that everyone in the story is interested in and fights for, right? Uh, in Star Wars, the MacGuffin are the Death Star plans, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, um, and, in a Diamond Heist movie, it's the diamond. It's, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. It's right? the thing that and, everybody wants but doesn't really serve a purpose unto itself. Well, so it is. It, it was coined by Alfred Hitchcock, and Alfred Hitchcock very much believed in that aspect of it, right? That the item itself needs to be fundamentally important. The item, the item has to be a blank slate, right? Something that the audience that allows the character's investment in it to color it more so than it colors them, so to speak. Right. Um, and so, if the item is just the whatever. Right, and you only know it because all of the characters are motivated to get it. Then it better reflects those characters' motivations. This is this is kind of the Hitchcock principle of the MacGuffin. George Lucas, however, thinks the fundamental opposite, and he has in his theory of the MacGuffin is essentially if your MacGuffin is worthless, people will know that. 
right? Your MacGuffin has to do something. It must be crucial to the plot of your story in one way or another. Otherwise, it's weightless, right? It's it's like fighting over air sort of thing, which is why in Star Wars, right, if the Rebel Alliance gets the Death Star plans, that is the key to them being able to break to, you know, to destroy the Death Star. They do not destroy the Death Star without those Death Star plans, right? right? Um, sort of thing. Uh, and so those are the kind of like the two schools of thought about MacGuffins. And I think that this movie is a pretty good example of poor MacGuffin usage, right? Um, it's used to motivate the plot, but just very barely, right? Just to get the notebook and them to England so that they have this kind of setup stuff that happens in England kind of between like in the, in the start of Act 2, essentially. Um, and then it basically disappears from the plot. And I think Patty Jenkins is just working from like the Alfred Hitchcock thing of like, oh, who, who gives a shit about, you know, uh, like who gives a shit about the notebook? But that just leads to her having bad, a bad sense of continuity for it. Um, so I agree with you. I think that it was weak. And uh, right. I, you know. it's just weird to me because it seems like they could have just easily had her discover the poison before he steals the notebook or something. I know like might have thrown off the pacing of the movie a little bit, but like. There's no reason that he has to that that like they can't like make that that, that can't happen first. Um, yeah, and then then it then it makes sense. Then there's no problem. Um, huh. Um, anything? Uh, anything else you you had any strong opinions about this movie with? Man, I had a million strong opinions about this movie. But I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know because. Uh, <clears throat> I just, uh, I just, I don't know. I just really liked it. How do you feel about the kind of surrounding controversies to it and everything? Like, have you heard about this all woman screening? Oh yeah, yeah. At the Alamo Draft House or whatever. Um, I, I mean, so like, I'm, I'm generally a freedom of association person. Like, I'm fine with it. I'd also be fine with like what an old all men. Well, some somebody I was I was watching recently gave the example of like, um, you know. You could also do an all-men screening of Dunkirk with all the proceeds going to the National Rifle Association. And, like, I'd be fine with that, too. Um, I think the controversy comes around the fact that most people are okay with one and not the other. Um, oh, you know, that's actually kind of funny because I would also... Uh, well, I, I don't know, maybe I'm more intellectually consistent than some of my, uh, you know some of my contemporary sort of thing. I am absolutely fine with an all dude yeah. screening of done. I don't give a sure. shit. The court, the court thing to me about this all woman screening is that it's at what it's, it's, it's that it's like, so it's that it's so fucking minor. You know what I mean? It is one, now two screenings. Actually, they added a second one because of all the, the controversy. Like uh, somebody actually, actually read this today. A lawyer filed uh, a, um, uh, a motion, a complaint against it, because in New York, yeah, I know, it, it, I saw that. it might be illegal, right? Like that's that's. Um, I actually, I actually was curious about this, so I actually did some research. If you're curious, um, so the Civil Rights Act of 1864 is this thing that usually gets uh, uh, used to 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 uh, combat discrimination, and like you know, black people aren't allowed to be served in a restaurant or something. But the oh, yeah. the Civil Rights Act of 1864, Title Two, which is the, the um, non-discrimination in places of public accommodation. Um, only protects race, color, uh, religion, and national origin. It doesn't protect gender. Um, so it's down to states' laws. And I'm, um, I am pretty sure in New York, it's not. Um, there hasn't been any big cases on it. But like in uh, in California, I don't think it would fly. Um, like ladies' nights are not legal in California. 
Um, oh wow! Yeah. I did not know that. Because uh, it's gender discrimination. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm 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 all for freedom of association. I don't uh, I, I I don't really care either way. But like, uh, on the other hand, I think the Alamo Draft House knew what they were doing. Um, so you know, we'll 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 see. I think it's an interesting legal question. Um, uh, but like, yeah, it's funny how, uh, I, you know, I also think, and it sucks because I obviously am like a DC fan. Uh, it also kind of plays into a lot of the, um, kind of perceptions of very like shitty, angry DC EU fans, <laughs> right. uh, which just sucks. You know what I mean? Like, you know, for instance, this is something that gets bandied about a lot nowadays. Um, or not bandied about, uh, basically, uh, somebody put out a video that essentially said that Zack Snyder is kind of the only person that makes uncritical art movies, quote unquote art movies, right? Uh, that are, or sorry, art movies that are uncritical of men and masculinity, right? That if that, that if you boil it down in man of steel, Batman vs Superman 300, you know what I mean? All of these, you know, all of these movies are, are men movies for men, sort of thing and so it's getting attached by some kind of contingent of i you know i don't know whatever like mra kind of people or something just like so i very wholeheartedly disagree with this because i think if you actually seriously engage with like the text of these move like these movies and what these movies are uh that you would not come to that kind of a conclusion right there's a whole point in batman vs superman where wonder woman stops batman from mansplaining you know what i mean like the sort of alexander to her you know what i mean like it just i really don't i really don't see it that way uh but it but all of this stuff kind of plays into uh plays into the narrative i think which is why it became such a such a hot topic yeah i don't know i i also think that there's a lot of there's a lot of hot air everywhere i think that mo- most of it's like most of it's not much of anything yeah um i also do think it's legitimately you know like i i also i don't want to downplay any kind of uh you know like support for like the landfall of this movie essentially yeah. you know what i mean like female directors are incredibly rare yeah that is definitely and, true in uh, uh, like big blockbuster films, I, I think in so. general, like female directors. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's definitely true. I mean Sofia Coppola, who you know, I mean Sofia Coppola has been famous for years, right? Lost in Translation was like a huge, a huge thing. She just won uh, best director at the Cannes Film Festival, right? Which, if you know, you're kind of a pretentious film nerd, hipster sort of thing, is like the pinnacle of like cinema of cinema kind of thing but i learned that she was the she is the second female director ever to hold that title i was like damn you know what i mean yeah i even you know because i think and, and I she's think, like the daughter of i assume she's the daughter of francis ford right yeah she's the she's the daughter of francis ford Coppola. yeah he took the palm d'or which is kind of best picture at Cannes. uh he took the palm d'or twice uh but he never even got best director oh really um mm-hmm I mean, Catherine Bigelow, you know, uh, with the Hurt Locker, right? You know, I don't know. And so, and so I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to shit on that. I also think that this movie really could have been like shitty and preachy when it really wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I was a big fan of kind of that it was understated. I, uh, I actually saw, 
um, somebody linked that like one of like the like four or five negative reviews of Wonder Woman. The headline was like complaining about that moment where Steve Steve Trevor explains to Wonder Woman, you know, like the fundamental nature of humanity, and they called it mansplaining. Um, <sighs> you know, in in game in game related news and things. Uh, I am not a huge fan of kind of like the political positions of of our boy Notch, but Notch did put out a tweet once that said something along the lines of like people who use the term mansplaining are gender shaming and silencing and silencing men and it's a sexist term or whatever and like god come on like you know what I mean like uh I that is that is a frustrating thing to hear. Yeah. Um, he also followed that tweet up with like he, he, he used a word that was like, um, like it, it, it was it was another compound word, but it was like, cunt explaining or something like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh no no no, confused. Confused. Is what it yeah. was because like someone called him on it. God, I mean, I really, I yeah. really don't like him. I especially don't like him on Twitter, sort of thing. Uh, but yeah. I do agree with that point and how that term, you know, like how the term mansplaining gets used, sort of thing. Like as you know, like as an attack almost. Yeah, um, yeah. Um. I actually, you know, I have to say that I thought Chris Pine was great for this. I thought Chris Pine was amazing um, at being kind of like a presence and a show and like and like a like a uh, I was about to say showstopper but like that's not really what I mean like he was a presence but he was always subdued you know what I mean like and he very naturally kind of fit in that like backup badass love interest role that like chicks typically get yeah <laughs> and you, didn't, you didn't even need your like uh, like like the, the the contrast point for this to me at least is is you know Ray and Finn on on Jakku oh, yeah, and Ray yeah. being like I'm a strong independent woman um uh. <laughs> yeah uh, to, to 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 quote uh the Force of Money I'll link that in the description um uh, just because we love to hate on the Force Awakens uh. we do love to hate on the that movie is another one like Suicide Squad man just like <laughs> off a clip for me uh yeah um but yeah i definitely agree with you and i think that uh i think that that was uh that's a tightrope that's a legit a tightrope to walk oh yeah and i'm really glad that they uh and i'm really glad that they kind of did it i mean even like i actually think that you can do this sort of thing well you know like mad max fury road is kind of like a good example of this right that is an incredibly obviously feminist movie with a feminist message sort of thing um, and it's still a, it's it's a fantastic movie. It's still great, right? Uh, but I definitely see how someone who has a certain subset of politics, right, could like get really pissed and offended about this sort of thing. And then I think that there are movies like Star Wars that are like you know the opposite, where their version of a strong, independent woman is a female character with no flaws and you know no arc uh, and nothing to kind of overcome, right? Yeah, no, uh, 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 absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, like, I, I also think it, it, it helps that, like, having a story, like, like a, a good way to kind of cushion a lot of that is you set it in, you know, World War One era where there's kind of, like, an, undeni an undeniable base level of that stuff that you don't have to, like, 
have the argument about how far we've come since then because it's it's already back then, right? Like it's yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I also think that they they did a good job of, um, you know, they kind of paired the like the time. You know what I mean? Like the point when she walks into the room or whatever, and all of the dudes are you know, <laughs> you know, like mustachioed walrusy yeah. old British guys or whatever, like a woman sort of thing. But like it pairs with her fish out of water, uh, you know, like the the ongoing fish out of water, which is gender neutral. You right, know what I right, mean? right. Like she is just a person who has never been to this place before. And so she doesn't know like the lands and the customs or anything like that. Uh, and so the fact that, yes, she is a woman in a man's world is there, but it is you know, a sub t- it is a subset of kind of this overarching thing, which is actually, by the way, something that is not in the comics because in the comics it is very <laughs> gendered about how like the world of man is, you know, like evil and like the Amazons are. There's a lot more. There's a lot more like gender warfare going on in the Wonder Woman comic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, going back to the point I was making about Her- Hercules earlier, like the thing that Hippolyta references, where she like broke all the Amazons out of slavery. They were enslaved by Hercules, um, and they secluded themselves from society because you know, like they thought like the world of man was you know shitty and evil or whatever. And Steve Trevor being there, you know, like Steve Trevor as a man being there is much more significant uh, than Steve Trevor kind of like as an outsider. I think it was smart for the movie to dodge all of that stuff because I just think it's that's a that's a fucking minefield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also think a little bit of that comes with uh, Patty Jenkins who, you know, obviously is a woman in a man's world and she knows that kind of topic through and through and right. so you can get you can get the point across, but it's not something like I think a little bit of um, like I think a little bit of the problems with characters like Ray uh, is born from uh, like you know like J.J. Abrams is almost overcompensating in a way. Yeah, uh, yeah, I see that. Um, I know. I, I think I think that like on kind of that 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 kind of collective front though, um, it did strike me as like how like like mystical and wise the native american character was and i was like that that, that seems a little out of place um but uh but you know other, otherwise i think i agree with you. i think it was i think it was was well handled um i you know to be honest with you i think the thing about uh i think the thing about the native american character was it was important to do the kind of that one line that he did where it was like Oh, you know, like the white man stole our I've land. Seen, yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. But, and, and you know, like sure, the politics of that are the politics of it. But it's yeah. also a good overarching point that even though there are these friends, um, yeah, and they work and they work together, right? Like there is that that kind of yeah. Or, or what Samir says, you know, chafing. I wanted to be an actor, but I was the wrong color. Um, yeah, exactly. I think all of that kind of stuff works works really well, and I th- I thought it was better to less less is more less is more yeah. when it comes to all of that. Um, um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm glad uh, I'm happy. I was I I don't know, but like uh, I don't know about you, but uh, the Native American's gun was uh, was a Winchester, very iconic gun. Um, 
I looked at that and I was like, that makes me oh, happy. Was he really? Uh, I, 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 I'm pretty I sure like... it was. It, it looked, it looked, it looked just like all the popular depictions of one. It's it, the, the distinctive thing is that like gold plate on the mm. um, on on the stock or not on the stock on I don't I guess it's the breach. I'm not a guns expert, but it it, it it's a very iconic looking gun, and he had one. I was like, ha, very American. Um, mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I def I one of the I like little details like this. Like I liked that all of them were using different guns. Like Steve Trevor was using a shotgun. Yeah. Um, and obviously like the Scottish guy was kind of a sniper or whatever. I was a little bit sad that the uh, I actually liked that Ottoman guy a lot. Um, Samir. Yeah, Samir. I thought he was. I thought he was great and he was fantastic. And I liked that he had like his kind of moment as like the. Like the the yeah, Indian th- manservant or whatever. I think he was supposed to be a a Moroccan because he had the oh yeah you're right he had, he had a fez, fez on. yeah and I he don't was pretending he was Ottoman. Well, I think he I think he was pretending to be the Ottoman when he when he drove because uh, the, the 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 opening is that the Ottomans are the ones that are supplying the Germans. Uh, oh right. Yeah, I I, th- I think he was supposed to be an Ottoman for the purposes of getting Steve into the uh, into the camp. I thought I thought actually that that was good too i i I had a moment where like you know they're in there and uh and they're speaking like german accented english and i'm like are are the and you know i'm processing it through my head i'm like they're not speaking german accented english they must be speaking german it's like oh wait the only characters that are in there are the multilingual samir the spy who must know german if he's a spy Mm -hmm. and diana um who is established to speak a great number of languages. Um, and then the Native American and the Scot are outside and never have to interact with the Germans. So I, I thought, I thought that was a nice touch too, that they made sure that that was, you know, that, that, that was, that, that, that worked. Um, I have to say that the best detail in that movie that they answered was about the languages because, like, when he got there, I was like, wait, hold on. You've been secluded for centuries and you're speaking fucking perfect English. What the shit is this? And then I was like, ah, whatever. That's nitpicky. And then they brought it up and they addressed it later. And I was like, well, the mechanics of how you learned English are still a mystery to me. But I think it's very cool that, yeah. you know, like, that they actually uh, that they actually kind of hit on it. Also, there was a bunch of weird sex jokes. Uh, oh, that was so funny, though. I was, yeah. Oh no, it I was. Couldn't stop laughing. Um, it was. It was. It was great. It was just you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad that they actually. I'm glad that they included it, because I think it would be the kind of thing that they would that people would be making memes out of if they did it. Yeah, almost. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that would be like the predominant meme of, uh, of like the movie post that. Like, wait, hold on one second. You know what I mean? Like, has Wonder Woman ever, like, seen a... She's, like, a virgin, right? Like, she's never fucked somebody sort of thing, right? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have any other thoughts about Wonder Woman? We're, we're past the hour mark. <laughs> you are right. Uh, no, I don't have any other thoughts about Wonder Woman. Uh, it's great. I'm yep. super glad. I, I also give it my uh, a hearty thumbs up. Um, go see it. Um, moving on to our... Uh, or weeks, I guess. What did you do this week, buddy? I played a lot of... Uh, what did I play? I played Hearts of Iron. I've been playing a lot of Hearts of Iron. Unfortunately, I'm in a really shitty spot in Hearts of Iron because basically I have the best army and I'm really good at fucking up people's art. Essentially, I'm just... Like, I've taken over all of Europe, 
right? Shit, wait, did I explain this last week? Did I explain how I got around France? Uh, I think so. Okay, yeah. Um, so, like, I got around France. I took over basically all of Europe, right? Nationalist Spain, uh, the Soviet Union, uh, you know, like, we divided up Poland or whatever. I invaded Czechoslovakia and all this other stuff, right? So I control basically all of continental Europe, right? Oh, I control all of Scandinavia and everything like that, too, uh, because there are, like, land routes up there, kind of through, uh, like, through Denmark and things. Um, but... I think that, uh, but I but I neglected my navy essentially, right? I was kind of like, oh fucking, who needs a who needs a navy? Navies are dumb, and so I didn't put any like research or tech or just like anything into that. And now all of a sudden, I'm facing off against the United States and Britain, but they have navies and I don't. And my and the navy that I'm frantically trying to build so that I can get some kind of naval power in the English Channel so that I can invade English with my England with my amazing army. Um, uh, is all keeps getting just fucked by everyone else because their navies are all better than me, and I'm a little bit like, well, what do I do, sort of thing. Um, Don't neglect and so your basically, navy. Sounds like the answer. Yeah, I mean, basically, just go back in time and not be dumb about your navy. Um, and so basically, what keeps happening, by the way, is that I guess like the AI doesn't care about like normandy or anything along those lines because what it's mainly doing is um uh like sending invasion forces into continental europe that just get immediately fucked and die <laughs> because like they just i don't know like there's this whole thing about supply lines uh in the game and so a lot of the times what will happen is they'll they'll land they'll beat some of my first troops then i will assign kind of a defense force to go and stop them sort of thing they will push into like inland europe a bunch right then with my defense force i just take the the seaport that they came in on um and cut them off on their supply route and just kind of sit there and wait for them all to starve and die and be completely wiped out. So I'm racking up these amazingly high casualty numbers of U United Kingdom and United States troops. Uh, but I just really have no idea where to go. So I sort of stopped playing. And then I started playing fucking Stellaris again, which is much, much better. It is a, it is a vastly improved game. Uh, tell, uh, tell me what's changed because I haven't looked at that game in like... A year almost, probably more. They they actually. It is very funny that they changed the things that they did because it would not have been the things that I feel like. You when you and I talked about some of the problems with Stellaris, it was none of this stuff got changed. They changed like stuff like ship design a little bit, uh, just a little bit. They made it a little bit better, um, but the big things that they changed were more explicit and kind of clearer uh, diplomacy options um better ways to focus and direct your empire um one of the things that they added was kind of like um uh like the civilization five uh policy trees you know what i mean like you unlock you just you're getting culture they call it unity right you're getting unity and you're unlocking and there's five you know, things, and when you first select it, you get something, and then you unlock all five, and then you get a big thing, and then you get a point that can get be spent on what are called ascension bonuses, which are big, big, huge deals, right? Um, and so that whole gameplay is great. It really allows you to kind of customize your empire, right? I'm playing a very science-y, tall uh, version of the game right now, um, 
And that just feels much more rewarding where I don't have to constantly resort to going to war with my neighbors and everything. It actually kind of feels as though war is not a very good idea in uh, in Stellaris right now. I feel like war actually doesn't take place all that much, um, you know, kind of for better or for worse. Uh, the other thing that they changed is they added, they added like a content pack that was called like Leviathans or something. And they added two things that are really cool. One of them are kind of, um, they're a little bit like trading posts or like city states in civilization where, um, it is a, it is a, uh, like it's, it's like a big fleet of like nomads that do something. Um, and they hold, they hold like one space station somewhere. Uh, but mostly what they do is you can they're just like a like an end game money sink if you have resources you can just like pour them in there and so whatever you need help with sort of thing right there's like a big enclave of traders so if you want to exchange energy for minerals right you can do that there's a big enclave of researchers um and they'll that you can buy things like star charts from them um you can buy scientists from them like really like powerful badass sciences you can buy uh big research boosts uh from them if you want and then the other thing that the leviathans uh dlc brought was obviously leviathans which are these super huge super powerful endgame units um they dominate a whole system right it's like one like giant space monster sort of thing and you cannot fight it until you have like twenty thousand military power in your fleet and even then you're gonna like lose half your fleet fighting this thing like it's just that like it's just that crazy um but it gives you you know like it gives you a very cool like special project and special technologies um which i think are neat and which i think are awesome uh the the different leviathans are in different sp like sp spots in space and do you know like do d different things um so, yeah, I don't know. These are some of the – they've added more, you know, like they've added more special projects, more anomalies, just like more just like more stuff to do. And it's kind of like filled in the gaps uh, that, the, that the initial release was, you know, released with. Sounds uh, – sounds good, man. Uh, yeah, I'm really glad. I'm, I, was, I, was very, uh, I was very happy about it. Yeah, maybe I'll get back into that. I haven't touched that in a while. There have been five patches or so. I wonder, I don't know what's coming down the pike, uh, which I really should, uh, you know, like, I guess I should pay more attention to that. Um, but I don't know. I hope that, uh, I hope that they get a good new, you know, uh, good new expansions and updates and stuff, just like Europa Universalis does. But yeah, that's my that's my that's my big week. Uh, so what have you been up to? Um, well, I was gonna play some D and D yesterday, but somebody fell asleep. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, that was yesterday. That was two days ago, but yeah, we are we are referencing. So I was uh, I was actually just on the East Coast, and so I flew back on Wednesday morning, and, <laughs> and I had been up since like you know like three o'clock in the morning because of like jet lag and everything, and I was like, I don't know whether or not we're gonna play D and D on Wednesday night, and then. And, and then you guys asked me at like 6.30, you know, like an hour and a half before we are going to play. And I was like, yeah, I'm feeling great. And I just happened to like go lie down for a minute. Yeah. And I instantly <laughs> fell asleep for seven hours. Well, you know, so, uh, you know, we, we were also like, 
We were waiting. I was like, oh, maybe maybe they're just waiting because Jimmy said he'd be 45 minutes late. And then uh, he never showed up. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. It happens. Um, yeah. But in uh, in in less in less trolly news, I played a bunch of the Surge, um, which is a game from Deck Thirteen. Um, it is they made previously made Lords of the Fallen, which was a bad Dark Souls uh, clone type of game. This mm-hmm. is another game in that kind of genre of of Dark Soulsian type gameplay. It's 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 a little bit it's uh. It's set in the, like the near future, but it's um it's the weapons no no like real guns they're all like construction equipment, um, because you're like a worker at like a factory in, in what is very clearly supposed to be like a pastiche of like, uh like maybe a Google or a Facebook, um you know just a, a mega company with like kind of like these utopian values but like there's some dark secret leaking uh, lurking beneath the surface probably more like a SpaceX or a, or a Tesla, um like the the leader seems very Elon Muskish. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, that game is, it's, it, it's okay. It's not great. Um, the combat's pretty solid. It, it does a lot of things right, but it's got a few too many, um, like there's some unfair moments in Dark Souls, but it keeps those moments like relatively low. But like I, I played for like a solid chunk, um, over Memorial Day weekend. And the moment That's I, good. The, the, the moment I quit. Was when I was kind of like, uh, I was fighting, uh, I, I was running up to fight an enemy, and out of nowhere, there's like a big loud noise, and something jumps out of like a, a dark corner and just like murders me to death. Uh, with like I said, it's like, God damn it. And then it's the souls thing where you drop your souls on death. And then mm. in the run back to that, I attack animation myself off of an edge, which. This is this is a weird thing, but like in Dark Souls, there aren't that many super huge sweeping animations um, that move you very far, and as a result, it doesn't matter. Like it, it's very easy to control yourself and not like swing yourself off of an edge. Um, mm. like, like, so just to be clear, one of the one of the kind of tenets of these types of games is like once you've committed to a move, you've committed to a move. Um, now, um, in in this case, like clicking. I, I use the, the staff weapon, which has a fair amount of mobility to it, but, like, it walks you forward quite a bit, and that walked me off an edge. And I don't like that, because, um, like, the, the the other game I have for comparison is, is Neo, which is an excellent game uh, for the PS4, also in this kind of um, in this kind of genre. Um, but in that game, while the, some of the moves move you a lot, it won't... If you're... You can get knocked off an edge by an enemy... But if you are using a move, it won't walk you off the edge like that. It'll play the animation, but it'll freeze you at the edge, which I think is a much better way to deal with these super sweeping animations. So, like like I said, there, there are two solutions. One is don't have any super sweeping motions, like in Dark Souls. Um, or two, stop you at the edge. And this this has super sweeping motions, but walks you off the edge. And that's how I lost like the that, that, that bank pile of souls, which isn't a huge deal, right? Like that that's just how these games go sometimes. But yeah, it yeah. was like the unfairness of those two moments that just was like, you know what? I'm done with this for now, and I haven't played it since. Um, <laughs> I just, I haven't had the time to be fair. I, it's it's not like I, uh, I it's not like I was playing a ton of other stuff in the meantime. But you know, it's it, it, that's what I think kind of keeps it from achieving greatness. I still think it's pretty good though. Um, yeah, if 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 people out there are craving a a a kind of industrial punk souls experience. The surge is pretty good. That's good. 
Uh, yeah, I've never ha- I've never had an easy time with Dark Souls games like that, with like Souls games like that. Um, but you know, I uh, I kind of I understand the appeal. It's just not something that like appeals to me personally, and it's that kind of thing that would destroy me. And really get under my skin, yeah. if that makes sense. I tried to start, um, like, 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 my fandom of Souls, I tried to start Dark Souls 1 three different times. I tried to Dark, Dark Souls 2 once, um, and I couldn't. Um, then I played some Bloodborne, and play, and got, like, past, like, the opening part of that. And that let me go back to Dark Souls 1 and play a fair amount of that without burning out on it. Um, it's, it's, it's a very different type of game. Um, and then I played Dark Souls three all the way through last year. It was excellent. Um, it's it's. Uh, I think the biggest thing is just kind of adjusting your expectations. Also, Dark Souls one has. Mm-hmm. Dark Souls one has this weird kind of issue, like, like when you when you go to like the opening area, there's like a couple different ways you can go, but there's one way you're supposed to go, and like the the design is that these enemies are supposed to be so tough. That, um, that you know, you're supposed to go the other way, but like, it, yeah. but this, this is a co- this is a common thing that happens to a lot of people is that like they're not insurmountable, and so people just think that that you know like that the game is just that hard, dude. Yeah, holy shit, I know that feeling because it happened to me in Fallout New Vegas, uh, where if you go north towards New Vegas, like so you start or whatever in Good Springs and then the expectation is that you go south and make to a big loop whatever yeah. and make that big loop around or whatever and the reason you don't go north is because there's death claws over over there um and I spent like six hours straight just trying to get through those death claws to get to New Vegas because I just couldn't understand I was I just was dumb and I wasn't following kind of like the plot thread uh, or whatever, and I did eventually make it through. By the way, by chaining, um, like there was a, there's just like a bunch of mines that you get somewhere, like at the prison or whatever. Uh, and I like just had all of these mines or like explosive charges or whatever. And basically, the way that I killed the death claw was I set up a line of like 50 mines in a row, and I went up to it and I shot it, and I just ran, and it just just like boom, 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 set off all of these mines, and then eventually died. And that was how I got through. Uh, so, but I so I know that I know that feeling. I think the thing that gets me about these Souls games, I actually don't mind kind of the like the very punishing, you know, like death. Uh, and like lose mechanics in other right. instances. For instance, when I play games like these paradox games on Iron Man mode, you know what I mean. Like when I lose a war really badly, I had to I had to quit a Stellaris game because one. Of, so one of the other things that they added in the game was more kind of like options for evil factions. And I was playing an uh, a version uh, or I was playing a version of an empire that was called Fanatic Purifiers, which disables diplomacy. You cannot do any diplomacy at all except for declare war on people. Um, and, uh, uh, but you get all of these crazy bonuses because you don't, you know, you don't get research agreements or trade agreements or anything like that. Um, and I just, I guess I just wasn't aggressive enough. I don't really know what my problem was with that empire, to be honest with you. Uh, but I basically just got my ass handed to me in like two wars in a row. And I was just like, well, this whole game is fucked. Like, I, I, really, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to, I don't know how to fight back. I'm just going to get, I'm just going to get destroyed. So I quit. Um, but that doesn't, but that doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? And then I just like, I was like, okay, cool. And then I made a new empire 
and that does new different you know they do does new different things uh i don't know that doesn't get under my skin the same way that it does for like souls games but i feel like it's because souls games are like i'm typically when i interact with like rpgs or whatever they are more forgiving they are the kind of mass effect andromedas or fallout new vegas is of uh of like my game playing thing and so i can't help but have a relative relationship to those games from something like dark souls huh i guess i guess that makes sense uh yeah um get into anything else this week uh what did i do this what did i do this week uh, I guess I didn't really do anything else. I mean, we, it was mostly just like playing, just like go- gobs and gobs of Stolaris. We we can talk uh, a little bit about uh, <gasps> what about what? What were you gonna say? I was gonna say I have some just general gaming news that I want to talk about a little bit. Okay, I was just gonna talk about that we signed up for Gen Con events. Um, oh shit! Yeah, we did sign up for Gen Con events. Um, and by we, I mean I, the, my like people organize <laughs> early. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and apparently this week it was just like, fucking, like like apparently this year there was a lot of like, a lot of things sold out. Like I'm I'm super surprised there was. I am also very surprised uh, to hear that because last year it felt like everything was open all the way up right until the end essentially. Yeah, except for the big ones. Maybe because it's the 50th anniversary. But, um, we can talk about that more as it gets closer. What did you want to talk about with news? Uh, Far Cry 5 got announced. Oh, yes. I'm a big fan. I have a soft spot for the Far Cry series, even though I never played Far Cry Primal. Um, but Far Cry 5 got announced, and it is set in Montana, like a, like a hyper, uh, a hyper extremist, uh, like, religious cult. Yeah. Takes over a small town in, in Montana, and, like, I guess you're, like, a police officer or something that's, like sent in to like dismantle it or whatever um have you seen like the announcement trailer or anything uh, I've, I've seen a lot of stuff including including the controversy around it it's very it seems very branch davidian um uh and you know some something that was really weird to me is a lot of people didn't get that that image was was like a last summer lot last summer last supper kind of playoff like it, it, it seemed to go over a lot of people's head but it, it, i i thought it was a very interesting kind of uh I kind of look a very a very nice uh, a, a very nice uh, uh, kind of reference there. Um, I don't know. It looks really cool. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I'm very down for. It. I have. I mean, like I said, I have a. Um, you know, I have a soft spot for uh, these Far Cry games, um, but I think it's very brave of them to set it here in a like like. You know, there's something undoubtedly of, like, uh, uh, exotic about the Far Cry games. You know what I mean? They're in the Himalayas. They're in, you know, Southeast Asia, right? Uh, They're in, uh, you know, East Africa sort of thing. And so to set one on the – to set one, like, on the home front uh, was just really not what I was expecting. And I'm really kind of excited to see what they do with that premise, uh, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I also think that, like, I, I think that kind of, like, for, for a lot of people, um, the Midwest is kind of exotic in a, in a way, uh, especially, like, a small town in the Midwest like that. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see, interested to see how they, they portray it, because 
I do think it's an easy thing to screw up too. Um, Can I just ask a quick like terminology question? So you think of like Montana's being like the Midwest? Um, for lack of a better term, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know that I have a better term either. Uh, so to me, the Midwest is kind of like everywhere from like maybe Pittsburgh to. Yeah, maybe not even Pittsburgh. Kind of like Ohio to like Chicago. You know what I mean? Oh, what would you what would you call know, that, that area? I, I, I have no idea. Maybe like the Rockies or something. Fuck, I don't know. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. I I would say that like the Midwest to me is probably larger than it should be, but it's like everywhere from like Philadelphia to like the Rocky Mountains, um, with like with you know, and then the South is separate. Um, yeah. But it, it's so. Um, can I just ask really quickly? What is the controversy about the Last Supper thing? Oh, there's there's no cut. Co- so, sorry, those are two separate things. There there is controversy oh, okay. around the game, but like, right. but the uh, the it just seemed like a lot of people were talking about this game, and it seemed to miss a lot of people that this that this this box. I think it's the box art. Um, is very clearly. A, a, a play a play like you know it's, it's a parody maybe the parody is kind of the wrong word but it's it's clearly a homage an homage yeah right? an, hom- an homage to the Last Supper, um right. and I just it, it was just curious to me that a lot of people seem to miss that the controversy is it seems like everybody hates this game like the the like there's one group of people who are upset that it's not just like regular Montanas that are the Montanians that are the bad guys and one group of people that are upset that it's white people that are the bad guys plus this this petition which to me seems to be very clearly a troll piece that got picked up by like a bunch i haven't well i haven't heard about a petition so there was a petition that went up on change.org that was like this rambling misspelled incoherent mess about how like the the evil canadians that are ubisoft montreal are like you know like making fun of white people and they should make them, like, like a, a, as as one person put it, it's it's like each point they make is like, with like the concession that they're not going to, that they're not going to get it. So like point one is like you should not do this. Point two is like, well, if you're gonna do this, make them like put some Muslims in there too. And point two is like, oh, make some of them black, right? Like put it's like it's this weird, terrible, like very stereotypically racist rant, but it's also very clearly not, or at least. It is, like, the least real-looking thing I have ever seen, right? Like, just some of the ways things are are, 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 are put out there. Um, and this gets picked up by, like... First of all, when, when this story gets picked up, it's, like, signed by, like, a hundred people, right? Like, this isn't, like, some, like, revolution in, 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 in the people. But it's, you know, it gets the typical press of, like, gamers hate, you know, gamers hate progress or whatever. And then there's the typical wave again of like, huh, look at these dumb journalists who were fooled by this obvious troll thing. Like back and forth. Like it's, it's, it was a masterful piece of trolling. If I might say so, um, you know, bravo to whoever you are, but I just, I kind of hate this kind of stuff just cause it like, it, it causes this kind of, this, this kind of bullshit. But, uh, it was, it was a, a, a well, a, a well, uh, well-traveled piece of controversy for a couple of days. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I see, um, I see, uh, I've seen plenty of the controversy both on both sides. Like, like I read one piece or something that was about how like far cry five is bad because it's not about the, like the, the historical massacre of native Americans. And I was like, 
what the fuck? Like, you know, like, yeah, I mean, sure, I understand the appeal of kind of attacking, like, attacking a game from that perspective, but this is just not that game. You know what I mean? It's like saying, it's like, this apple, it tastes awful because it's not an orange. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you people doing? And then I've also seen... Uh, you know, the very defensive... You know, these are the same people... Have you heard about this thing with Tim Allen's TV show? Tim Allen has a TV show? Tim Allen had a TV show on ABC for a long, for about six seasons called Last Man Standing. And it is a right-wing... It's, it's, you know, he is a, he's a man's man... Uh, you mean, you mean sports like sports good? You mean, you mean Tim Allen like Home Improvement? Tim Allen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Him. Wait, really? And he's yeah, and he, and he, it was on ABC, and it was apparently fairly popular, like ratings wise. But like no one knew about it or whatever. Anyway, it got pretty abruptly canceled, and um, and Tim Allen has blamed liberals essentially saying that you know all these you know hyper liberal fucking you know uh hollywood elitists you know don't like that my my show has down home conservative family values in it and so they canceled it even though it had decent ratings right um when if you actually look into it just for just to like complete this for people if you actually look into it it's because that the studio who produces it essentially it it airs on abc right Uh, but abc doesn't pick up the tab for creating the series Uh, another studio picks up the i think it's fox uh picks up the tab for creating the series and then it's just getting distributed on abc and so now if abc wants to do a season seven all of a sudden they need to actually pick up the tab for producing the the series right uh, which they just don't want to do for obvious reasons uh, because it is way more expensive and disruptive to their bottom line sort of thing. So that, you know, that that is what is likely to be the reason that they've canceled it, right? This is the statement that ABC themselves have given. Um, but people got very angry about it because they viewed it as like an attack on Christian values sort of thing in a... Um, this has 130 uh, episodes? How did this happen <laughs> without me noticing? <laughs> Yeah, the whole show is, like, Tim, Tim Allen is, like, a, I think they live in, like, Colorado or something. <clears throat> but it's not, like, Colorado, but it's actually Los Angeles, like, of community. <laughs> like, it's legit Colorado. Um, and he owns, like, a chain of, like, sporting goods store. And he's, like, kind of an old-fashioned man's man. But he has these, like, three kind of young, ambitious daughters and, uh, like, a take-no-shit wife sort of thing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I have literally seen never anything ever. So, what? Well, well then. But there, yeah. So there was this huge controversy, and I and I think that that controversy reflects pretty well in the controversy of uh, of Far Cry Five, where uh, you know uh, people see this and as an attack on conservative Christian values and everything like that. When I agree with you one hundred percent. It is clearly, uh, you know, a comment on uh, whatever those guys were called. The Bridge Davidians. Yeah. It's Waco. Waco is the event. Uh, yeah, Waco. That was what w- I was Waco thinking, and yeah. Ruby Ridge. It's, it's it's all kind of flavors of that, which is and I, I think it's a really cool setting. A little bit of the you know this standoff in Oregon that happened yeah. last year. You know, like yeah, a Free- bit of Freeman that on the land, that type there. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm interested. I love these Far Cry guy games, to be honest. Like. Not like I don't even necessarily think that they're they're a little bit like uh, they're a little bit like 
Batman for Superman for me, where it's like, I don't quite think that they're necessarily good or anything. I just think they're really cool and interesting. And I'm always for uh, their brand of uh, like gameplay and, and story and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I think that's about all the time that we have today. Uh, if you, yeah, we got we went pretty long. We did. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to uh, tell us what you thought of Wonder Woman or Stellaris or The Surge or Tim Allen, you can email us at subdurbsplaygames at gmail dot com. You can uh, follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud and iTunes, and you can rate us on iTunes and leave comments everywhere. We love those kinds of things. Um, and uh, you can follow us at twitch.tv slash games. Uh, buddy, did you have anything else that you wanted to promote? Uh, I had nothing else that I was looking to promote this week. Well, in that case, until next time, dear listeners. Until next time, loyal listeners.